Welcome to our podcast, You Can Undo It Too. We are Kate and Monique, two friends who practice true forgiveness in their daily life challenges using the Course in Miracles. We share concrete examples from our life experiences on how to undo the ego mind way of thinking. And when we do, the results are mind-blowing. So join us on our learning journey because you can undo the ego mind too and find peace of mind. What's the difference between being in a prison or being in a classroom? So, Kate calls her brother to wish him Happy New Year. But he began talking about how he hates liberal and about the critical race theory. So, Kate, tell us, what did you say that made your brother to start to talk about politics when actually you were wishing him a Happy New Year? I'll tell you what I said to my brother. I said, Happy New Year. It's a fresh start. The slate is wiped clean. And then he starts talking about, well, he told me, don't get me started. And I said, well, okay. And he began talking. He said, don't talk about politics. And then he jumped in and started to talk about politics, about how he hates liberals more than anything, knowing that I'm a liberal. And his anger, I mean, it was just so strong that... um I don't know. I started feeling really, really uncomfortable. He even talked about the critical race theory and insisted that it was racist against white people. So he became really, really angry really, really quickly. And um, I just felt really, really uneasy. So, for example, one of the things he said was that white people are being treated poorly. He also volunteered that he would have been a part of the insurrection on January 6th if he could have been. And I, I felt his anger so strongly. He said he's a proud gun owner and he believes that he has a gun to protect his wife in case of in case they, quote unquote, come to rape her. Yes, Kate, I can hear, I can hear you. I can see that you're getting really into the story, really what we say, like involved and uh, feeling that anger and then maybe having fear from that anger type of thing and, and uh, feeling uneasy. And um, that's what, uh, what the feeling that you created. Now, you might have other feelings that are coming up because of this discussion, right? Well, I mean, in my opinion, he's wrong and I'm right. And, you know, I, I just feel embarrassed for him. And, and I, I feel like he's stupid and not good enough. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm just embarrassed of him and for him. Yeah, you can see... Because now his views are different than yours and 
his values a bit different than you. It's like a, a separation is starting forming between you and him. And then also what you can observe is that you start analyzing a little bit more and getting more in the detail. So this is exactly what the ego mind wants us to do, to get lost into a complexity of, of the situation. And actually there's only two things to, uh, that matters is that two things in the, in the world, in every situation, fear or love, or complexity and simplicity. And it seems simple like that, right? But when we are into the negative emotions in any situations, it leads us into deeper and deeper complexity and we get caught into that. So, you know, this is what we do, what um, we start analyzing the other person, but actually we project that from our mind, with our mind. We project that into others, what we have inside. So we can talk about projection and, and what happened in your mind when you talk about your brother. So what do you think? What happened at this point? Well, I think I was thinking to myself, I really want to love my brother, mm -hmm. but he's so angry his anger blo blocks me from expressing my love. Yeah. So you are making it real. Like if you want to solve a problem and the problem is complex. You, you want to love him, but at the same time you're afraid of him. And you, you're thinking like, my special relationship with my brother that should be a certain way that we have been raised a certain way in our family and you know as brothers and sisters and parents were thinking this way and all this thing so you have something set in your mind and there's something else behind it even so you would like to love him all the time and have a happy family that is not possible to be realized unless you find what is behind that. It, what is deep inside of you that makes you project that mind into your brother? Do you remember that you have a mind and that you can change your mind about certain beliefs? Yes. Yes. And I can see I do have a belief that there should be harmony in a family, in my family. I also have the belief that people who have insane political opinions like Trump are dangerous. So this is an op opinion shared by many people, not just me. And um, you're saying I can change my mind about those beliefs? Yes, you can change your mind about those beliefs. These beliefs don't make you feel good, right? Don't bring the harmony. Right? So you feel that you are separated from your brother uh, and you feel that something is wrong somewhere. You feel disconnected, depressed. Everything is serious. Why do you want to keep those beliefs? Well, when you put it that way, I see, I can see that it's, 
that I hurt myself with them, with those beliefs. Yeah. It's interesting that I keep indulging them because they are kind of painful. Yeah, when you when you think about it like that, uh, but actually, you know that it's not conscious. It's it belongs to the unconscious mind, and because we are not conscious about it, it's like being sucked in a whirlpool when you are not actually watching carefully. You just keep going on and on and want to have more detail, analyze more, and and. And eventually what would happen is that you would hang up the phone with your brother and you would have made decision even worse, if not, you know, dangerous or whatever, <laughs> instead of having a, just a happy new year and uh, the slate is clean. So can you see that because you have a mind, you can consider whether you are in a prison where you are hopeless or in a classroom where there's an opportunity to learn. Your perception can change because you have a mind. Yeah, I see that now. I see that that particular mind is available to me. Mm. I can see that what I perceive is open to interpretation, like a dream. Mm -hmm. I, don't have to, I don't have to make it real because it's not real, actually. It's not real because I can change it. Mm -hmm. Good point. And yeah, and I can make it work if I consider it a lesson where I can choose a different teacher. I could stop and switch. Yes, I see that. Yeah, the goal is to perceive the feeling of being separated from, from somebody else, to perceive the feeling of separation from a different point of view, to switch to something else, to switch to a right-minded way of thinking. I can understand that. So the prison that I was in was like being hopeless and victimized by what my brother was saying. Mm -hmm. A classroom is where I choose to perceive, I choose to perceive what's happening, whatever's happening, in this case, my brother talking, as instructive, like a lesson in a classroom. So just by doing that, I've shifted my perception from that of victim to that of scholar. So I feel, I feel smarter already. Yeah, isn't it like, a, like if you would be in a battleground, right? So it's so easy to go back into, into the battle and, and see the complexity of the situations. And it's so easy to get right back in it because it's a pattern that we have had throughout the years. But what all what you have to do is observe from a distance like if you would be observing the battleground from up the hill type of thing and all what you have to do is to step out of the battleground and observe the ego mind at work like you are not part of it like you don't judge it you just observe and that's important not not to judge because you can see what's going on a little more clearly. So what do you see when you observe? What's the battle about? It's definitely in the word world of separation and guilt, for sure. The battle is between, you know, my brother's hateful talk or Trump's hateful talk and my desire to love him. You know, I feel like I'm in prison for sure 
when I feel sick and ashamed and beaten down by him. And, and I think that it's just me versus him. You know, I'm trying to love him, but he's not playing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm right. So it seems absurd now that I'm saying it out loud. Now that I'm catching myself, you know, let me, let me change my perception and think of this experience with my brother as if I were in a classroom. Yeah. So now, right? Right. Exactly. Now I'm in the classroom, mm-hmm. but I have to practice. It takes practice, but that's what a classroom is for, right? Yep. To practice. Ah, I see. So now I'm here as a student, which leads me to a much more expansive view about what's possible. Mm-hmm. And I see the choice. I see the choice between being imprisoned by fear and and being instructed by by love, really. Yeah. So it's very empowering, isn't it? Yeah. So in the classroom, you are learning something to make you feel at peace. You chose to go in that in a classroom with a different teacher. Right. Before that, you were in a prison and, and you you had no choice. But now you have a choice. So what do you I want? can choose? Yeah. You want. I want peace. Right, exactly. I want peace. You want peace. Right. And I, I feel better now because I do have a say. I, I have to I can be in control of my feelings by recognizing that I have the choice. I'm the chooser of my state of mind. Right. The classroom concept is so helpful because it makes me a learner and I'm open. I'm more open. If I'm not in a classroom, I truly am a prisoner of my limited beliefs right there in the moment. Yeah, totally. You are the author of your own dream and you are still in a dream, right? Uh, But you realize that you were projecting something that was inside of you and and you were not conscious about it because it's subconscious but you can detect it now by returning to the trigger point so what what is it that trigger point that started that separation type of thing what was like maybe he was angry and his anger his anger anger, right yeah but now when you go back to a trigger point and you make that choice it does not make you crazy anymore it doesn't trigger you as much at that point it is the decision with your mind it's like if you would uh be transparent like if you would let go that that feeling going through a class like a glass like like your body is a piece of glass and you let it go through and all the things pass through and then you see it leaving once you choose once you choose the love and peace then you realize there's only calls for love or expression of love so what's what's the situation with your brother so my brother's calling for love, right? Absolutely. And um, I can express love mm-hmm. through compassion and maybe even silence, you know, like listening. Mm-hmm. 
And also just by letting it pass through, like like the light through, as you say, it's like a glass window. I can allow it to be there and to move. Yep. And we can... I don't have to fight it. Right. We can even visualize it, right? Uh, you can visualize mm. having even a conversation with him again. You can... <laughs> yes, I can. You know, you can visualize restarting that conversation and ending up with the beautiful feeling at the end, right? Yes. Yes, I can. So... Um, It looks easy though, right now, it looks easy, <laughs> right? It looks um, maybe simple, but as you know, when the emotions are very strong with the fear, with um, our judgment, you know, and we think that we are right and we get involved into that. So it's not that easy, simple, but not easy. So the ego loves to work our mind our ego mind works with special relationship like brother parent spouse girlfriend boyfriend and they are the ego mind preferred target so because um with those people there is a past there's the value of the past the value of the parents the value of My brother, I know him. He has done that in the past and he's doing it again. And, you know, and so the same for you. So you will not see any separation between yourself and him. The, the ego's frame of reference is seeing the guilt of the past, right? You feel guilty of what you have done. You feel something you have done wrong or something he has done wrong. You feel like sin for the present. And in the future, you're afraid. You're afraid what will happen in the future if he does yes, that. Yes, that's right. So That's right. That's exactly right. Right. So it's a basis for our judgment and our thinking. So it is how we judge ourselves. Actually, it, we judge the others, but actually it's how we judge ourselves. That's why we project what we what uh, we perceive. We project and then we perceive the world in a certain way because we project from this unconscious mind the problems that we have had, the problems that we have seen. And it's actually, if we change ourselves inside, if we discover what is inside, then we can switch from the ego mind to the right mind much easier. Practice. Oh, yes. Yes, practice. And that's back to the classroom, right? Yeah. And, you know, welcoming the opportunity to forgive. Yeah. Because it is a learning process. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about forgiveness, it's not because somebody has done something wrong or that you have done something wrong. Nobody has done anything wrong. It's just our perception of wrong. There's nothing real in this world anyway. You know, it's, it's a dream. that like It's like a dream, you know. And practicing those little things as well as those big things that we think they are in everyday life will lead us to feel that, you know, even so they appear little or big, they are all resolved in the same way. Go back to the classroom and change your mind. There's no order of difficulties. One is not harder or bigger than another. They are all the same. They are all expression 
of love. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the expression of love is maximal. So there's only mm. call for love or expression, uh, expression of love, right? And, you know, I, I can see now um, that even if I have already reacted, which I have, I still have that same choice at any time, even afterwards. I can observe myself reacting without judgment and change my mind about it. You know, and it's always going to be the question of prison or classroom. That's my choice. Yeah. Very good point that, uh, that we can do or undo something from the past, even if it has happened in the past. Very good point. Yes, you can even bring a shameful moment uh, and transform it like, like that with your mind. So it's possible. Our responsibility is little. It's just um, the willingness to do it. It's going back to our decision-maker point and choose again. Stop, observe without judgment, and switch and ask for help. You know, uh, we can ask the help for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a, a symbol, is putting ourselves in a situation where we are asking for help. To have the power to switch and and we will get help exactly at the moment and in the way that we need it all the rest doesn't matter they don't we don't have to worry about the other person's reaction if we do that the consequence of what we did or what they did nothing we have to take care of except being willing to go back into a classroom and change our mindset. So, you know, by the way, I just wanted to let you know at the beginning of our conversation, at the very beginning, you look so lost and eyes were looking, your eyes were looking <laughs> like they were in a daze with no mind power, <laughs> lot of yeah. sadness, right? And concern yeah. and hopelessness type of thing. But, you know, serious. after talking about this and you woke up and, and, you know, I said to you, I think at one point, the turning point was, I said to you, I, you forgot that it is a dream and that you are the author of the dream and you have a mind, you know, you can change things with your mind. And now you look different, sparkling, joyful, laughing. Oh, yeah. Because you find yeah. that different well, this, teacher, right? You did the inside work. Yeah. You understood. Yeah. You made a different choice in your mind. So it was just the work of the mind, right? Yeah. This has helped me a lot. The moment I could see that I did really have a choice, I was no longer in prison. So to move into the classroom is the release. That's for sure. And then after that, I became the decision maker and then I was learning. So there was, there's definitely still work to be done, but I see that I can be a scholar about it as opposed to stuck with it. Yeah. Right. And my brother is still a Republican, ah. but at least I can laugh about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> good choice. So there are some, um, like three points we would like. Uh, people to remember. Uh, the first point is projection makes perception. 
So when I'm triggered, not feeling good about something, I'm actually reacting to the misinterpreted world that I created inside of me based on the past. So I project it on people around me in hopes of alleviating that feeling, you know, uh, too heavy for me. I can't bear it not to be loved, for example. Um, it's too heavy and it's too painful. So we find somebody we can project on and find the same, same uh, person that has the same feeling. But we do that unconsciously, right? Mm. Yes. The second point to remember is to stop and switch. When we're triggered, A Course in Miracle teaches us to stop our thoughts, step back, you know, step away from the battlefield, ask for help from the Holy Spirit, because that step is the hardest part, and switch to a right-minded way of thinking. So if we can be aware of our trigger, then we can use it to discover what needs to be corrected. Yes, um, so prison versus classroom. To choose to move into the classroom is the release from the prison. Once I decide to be a learner, then I realize that my projection was based on a false assumption. Now I have the freedom and a lot of possibilities. It's hard to describe how exponentially vast that freedom is when compared to my original, very limited, unconscious belief. So, Kate, thank you so much for sharing your experience and we will see you, all of you, next time for another episode. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening and for letting us share. We would love to hear from you now. So please send us an email at youcanundoit2 at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N-U-N-D-O-I-T-T-O-O at gmail.com. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next month for another episode of You Can Undo It Too. Remember, life is just a dream. Wake up with us.